1: Brought to you by great listeners like yourself. It's the Baseball Talk Radio Show. We'd like to invite you over to sponsor this show. Go to our Patreon page. It's patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash baseball talk. And now here's the Baseball Talk Radio Show for February twenty-fourth. welcome aboard to the baseball talk radio show everyone and mr gary mack we had some baseball real baseball playing today on the diamond yes we did rich and i
0: apologize i jumped the gun a little that cut you off when you were giving the date of the show tonight but um yeah real baseball spring training started the game started today and a lot of the no-name young guys played today probably play the first week or so you'll see a lot of that but um We here in New York are going to get some Mets baseball on television tomorrow at 1 o'clock, and I hope my uh, getting expecting a new TV to arrive, so I hope it comes in time for that. But I don't know. I got a a window delivery time of 12 to 4, so I'm hoping we're at the 12 o'clock end and not the 4 o'clock (laughs) end.
1: Well, if not uh, on Saturday, then I'm sure you'll hear it at some point during the season and that's awesome i'm so glad to hear you're getting a brand new big set and uh is it the 4k model perhaps uh yeah i
0: believe it is uh samsung i think it's a they have a super ultra hd or something whatever um uh but i'm, I'm kind of looking forward to it have been out for a while uh, since uh, january 20th i think the old one went and We've been sort of uh, hemming and horn about going to get one and went this week and set it all up. And, uh, and normally I probably wouldn't have got it delivered, but having some issues with my back lately. So I don't want to uh, twist it uh, or, you know, test faith and uh, end up uh, on the DL again.
1: <laughs> yeah, And those, some of those screens are so large now that they're kind of bulky and they're hard to get into the car, as you can see if you ever go to the Best Buys around your neck of the woods mm-hmm. or the big box retail stores, wherever you happen to live, sure you've probably seen people trying to stuff them into cars that aren't big <laughs> enough. So yeah, <laughs> I think you did the right thing.
0: Yeah. It's, and, uh, even though the connecting is easy, they're going to, they're going to do the whole nine yards while
1: we are there. So I'm just going to sit on the couch and push the buttons to make it go. Hopefully sounds great. <laughs> sounds like a lot of fun. And, as we said, on the open, we did have baseball today, the first day of spring training for games, uh, February 24th, and your Mets won three to two. Mm-hmm. The Yankees was a twin killing for the New York teams. The Yankees beat the Phillies nine to four, and San Francisco handled the Reds six to four. And the Milwaukee Brewers shut out a team, uh, not a pro team, but 11 to nothing, uh, one of the college teams out there. So uh, it was just great to see baseball back on the diamond, uh, hear the uh, the call of the game, and it's just so relaxing to uh, to listen to it even over the radio.
0: That's right, and the, the crack of the bat and the pop of the glove—it's uh, we're getting to hear that again, and and of course we get to see uh, what questions arise and the questions that we had all winter. See what gets answered in this period of time now but uh, as you said um, baseballs here and and uh, another week or so we'll go yeah about a week and a half 10 days we're going to have the uh, the um, uh, WBC so that'll kind of interrupt spring training a little bit cuz there'll be players leaving to go play in that but uh, you know in a way it it's a little it, it gives some of the younger guys a chance to show themselves a little bit more in spring training camp, the big league camp. Maybe they'll stay where they may have gone to a minor league camp. Now with some of their players leaving, it'll open the door for some guys to show what they, what they got.
1: Absolutely. And as you said, a lot of the players shaking the rust off. We didn't see too many of the big names. Uh, Today, on the first day, and like you said, they'll be trying guys out at different positions. An excellent time for young players to really step up to the plate and show off a little bit. Uh, We'll have to see who steps out in front of the pack uh, so far in the first couple weeks of spring training. It's just an awesome opportunity for people out there to just step up and, and have a great time at it. It certainly is, and and if you're interested in the
0: minor leagues, it's it's a good time for the fans too to go check out and see what possibly the future could look like for your team as well.
1: Yep, plenty of baseball going on. And before we get too much further into the show, you had a uh, a nice seminar you were speaking at uh, locally in your area a couple of days ago. I know we've been talking about it last couple of weeks. How did it all go? Well, it it went. Okay, um, I was, I'm was. i a harsh critic of myself,
0: and I felt I could have done a, a better job. It was the first time I, I did anything like that, so I guess it was okay. The people seem to be very happy with it. I just felt I could have done a, better, a little bit better job of it. At uh, one point, I got a little mixed up with the notes and stuff and, and kind of had to circle around a little bit, but uh, I gave it a shot, and... Uh, I don't think it was awful. I, I just, uh, you know, we're, we're always our, our own worst enemies and, and our own toughest critics. And, and uh, you know, but uh, I've had pretty positive feedback. Everybody was really super there. Uh, nice bunch of guys. And uh, had a great time even just sitting around before I spoke, uh, talking baseball at the table with some people. So uh, fun evening of talking Mets baseball and baseball in general.
1: Very cool. I'm glad you had a fun time. And as you said, it's, it's not as easy as it looks, uh, but you get better over time. And we're all our own harshest critics. So what sounds good to, to us may not sound good to other people and vice versa. So i uh, mm-hmm. glad you had a great time there. Uh, this past week, we had a lot of listens. We had an email from uh, Jeff. He wrote in, wanted to react to our latest podcast. Uh, regarding arbitration, he says, uh, first off, Randy Levine, president of the New York Yankees, should have kept his thoughts to himself. And he agreed with you, Gary. No reason to get into a war of words with Dellin chances. What was the point? So he sided uh, in on chances side. And um, another uh, topic that we brought up as far as speeding up the game, he says, is this really a problem? We all know the commercials are the main reason why the game takes so long. Each pitching change is a two-minute commercial. How about bringing in the pitcher in the game and limit the warm-ups to four or five pitches, and let's go. Replay challenge should be limited to 30 to 45 seconds, he says. And I, I agree with that. I don't agree with these long-winded uh, replays where they have somebody in the dugout on the phone uh, calling up to the video booth that that's not the way this rule I think was intended to be. And I, I agree with Jeff here. So um, he, he sent us a nice email said, you know, some of the other things uh, with the uh, saber metrics, as far as uh, maybe we could explore some of those and and talk about them over the course of the shows here. Statistics overload. He says, just give me batting average RBIs and ERA. And we are good to go. I think we have a friend there. <laughs>
0: I I uh, I happen to have met Jeff a couple of times, and he's a terrific guy and a great baseball fan. And uh, in fact, he was at the uh, uh, the uh, event the other evening, and uh, I spent a lot of time sitting there chatting baseball with him. And I, you know, I have to agree. I mean, it, this this. this Let's start with the statistics. It's it's just he's right when he says it's an overload. It's just too much and and they just I, I almost think they're using it as a crutch. You know, for well, if they make a mistake, they can say, well, the numbers showed that this guy was good instead of the old days where you you took a hunch and you played a hunch and uh took a chance on players. I just, I, I just think they're getting too far into it, and uh, I don't think it's good for the game. But you know, there are a lot of these. It seems like they're catering to these fantasy league guys. I mean, that's that's where these numbers all play in, and uh, it just seems that's what they're catering to. And but the, the 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 games on the field are not fantasy league. You know, it's two different things, and. Um, I, I think uh, think they're going about it all wrong and and this uh, time saving thing, I think Manfred is going nuts. I think really I man, I, I don't know. I think he's out to ruin this game. Um, first now we did away with the intentional walk. Yeah. Now I know it's boring and it doesn't mean anything, but at times it can. Guy could throw it uh, over the pitcher's head with the tying or winning run on base. Ball game over. Um, you know, it's it's just uh, – I think it happened to the Mets. I think they had second and third with the winning run on. They were walking a guy, and they threw it over the catcher's head. Mets won the game. So And that was in a stretch run game, so it was an important game. But anyway, my point is you, you don't – don't start tinkering with the games and these things. And now the latest is with this whole mess. He wanted the union to um, approve certain route changes, and they said, no, nope, they didn't want it. And uh, he he gave the nuclear option, I guess you'd call it. Uh, he told them that, they, that he has to tell them that they're going to impose it in a year if they don't reach an agreement sooner. And uh he warned them of that and and they said he was quite angry. he wants to implement a pitch clock, limit mound visits, and change the size of the strike zone and He says if they don't agree to it next year, uh he says they're gonna they'll do them put them into effect without the union, so I don't know are we getting more uh labor unrest unnecessarily over these stupid little things? You know, by the way, they did a study on the uh, uh, intentional walk, and I think there was 9,234-something in that number last year out of all the baseball games, whatever the number of baseball games were. And I think they said it would say 14 seconds per game.
1: Yeah, and a lot of people are saying I'm not so sure that time is an issue. It's a, It's not a real problem. And where is it coming from where it is? I think they're trying to to borrow some time from other things so they can devote more time to the instant replays and, and different digital things that are starting to go on in baseball. And as you said at the beginning of your um, chat about Manfred, I think he's gone haywire. He's, he's mm-hmm. been allowed to change this game so much in the last year only, uh, it's kind of hard to believe that he sort of has carte blanche here to do whatever he wants to do.
0: Yeah, and and, and like you said, I mean, they're going to experiment in the minor leagues with this stupid in an extra inning, putting a guy on second base. That's not baseball. He didn't earn his way there. How, how do you decide who goes to second base? Is it the leadoff hitter that goes? Is it just some designated runner that goes? I mean, you know, what – it just it boggles my mind some of these changes, and I know we're purists, but I I mean you know there's there's so much you can do. Uh, you know, part of the problem with this this time thing is that they they change these pitchers too much because these starters they pitch five innings. Oh, they pull him out. Oh, he reached his pitch count. You know, those old guys they used to pitch six, seven, eight innings before they went to a relief pitcher. And that's why those games were crisper. And 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 they let the, the strike out. Nobody condemns it. it used to, you know, you used to, oh, he struck out 100 times. Now they, they don't care if they strike out 100 times. Maybe when some guy that strikes out 200 times goes in for a contract, maybe his team ought to say to him, well, you hit, you know, 290 or 260 or whatever, but you struck out 200 times. And that took the bat out of your hand and stopped us from moving along, run a runner along or something. Maybe if they start making a strikeout bad again, that would make guys swing more often and make better contact. And And Don Mattingly was saying something similar to that just the other day uh, about how it, that's how you make them. If, if the thoughts hurting them in the pocketbook because they strike out a lot, then, then they'll adjust and if they can't adjust, then they'll be out of the game. But we need to go back to a contact game where the, the action flows. That's what, it, And then this stupid standing out of the box and adjusting your wristbands and, and gloves on every pitch and, and your cup and everything. Come on, do that before you get in the box. And um, the other thing I'm going to rant about is... <laughs> I guess I'm in a ranting mood tonight. Um, but, the, the you know, uh, Jeff brings a great idea for the replay, 35, 40 seconds. You mean to say <clears throat> in this world where they can catch people but with a camera that's committing a crime that they can't have – they have an umpire from every uh, crew in New York that are watching that game on the television? You mean they can't come up with a quieter, a faster solution? They should be able to say any close call they should be reviewing immediately and should call down and say, Oh, you gotta overturn that. This minute and two minute what do they do? Call up people from the street. Hey Joe, come up here. You gotta check out this replay. I mean, come on. It's just, you know, you, you've got put six views up there or whatever. I mean the technology's gotta be there.
1: And from the dugout, they shouldn't have time to review the play three or four or five times. It's almost gotten to a video game type of act right. with every play. The, the, the television coverage, if, if you're at home, pans right to the dugout. You have the bench coach on the phone with upstairs with their video crew, and it's wasting time right there. You, you have players on the field holding the ball until – they're getting the signal that, right. okay, we're, we're going to move on with this, or we're going to – they're taking entirely too long to review each play. It's, it's getting ridiculous. So, And as you said, uh, Manford, a little bit out of control at this point. There was a nice article in the Kansas City Star this afternoon, and it goes a little bit like this. It says, for a man who earned the most powerful position in the sport through negotiation chops – Manford is causing problems. He doesn't need by whining about negotiation he couldn't make. Uh, They had a tough argument with uh, some of the uh, union members with uh, MLB, and uh, Manford cited statistics about growing inactivity in baseball. Strike strikeouts are up, balls in play are down, and an interesting case to make here: the sports fan base is aging too much double a r p when the more desired demographic is on chaps snapchat rather <laughs> so you've got a lot of uh, things feeding into these reasons for the change and uh, most of these people on snapchat and these younger people they're they don't have time for baseball they've never liked baseball i've talked to many people in the last year that I've never encountered before in my whole life that are younger, and they just have no inclination towards baseball or other sports. They have other interests, be it on the computer or with their cell phones, and sports to them is secondary. And all these little changes are not going to entice them into watching any particular sport. And, Rich, you bring up a good point when you
0: say that he's citing the research that says strikeouts are up and balls in play. To, but that's where the problem is. It's it's not the pitch clock. It's not. It, that's part of the big problem is that these guys take so many damn pitches and they work these counts and then you're taking pitches out and the contact is down. 67% strikeouts are up in this game. That's where the problem is right there. They have to they have to make the strikeout a bad thing again. I don't know how else to put it, but you know, make it not something that it's an outs and out. It's not. And that's been proven that you can do lots of things and still make an out. You can move a runner over with an out. You can get a run home with an out. A strikeout does nothing. And until they start Going after players financially for striking out like they used to. Not, this is not going to change. The stuff he wants to do is going to save what a game, a minute, two minutes in a game. I mean, what is that? That's that's nothing. That's nothing. You want to put the ball and and, and anyway, do I want to pay a hundred and fifty dollar tickets for a good seat? and then be out of there in 90 minutes, it's going to take me longer to get there and be in traffic and go home. You know, travel time is going to take me more than the game.
1: What You just hit the nail on the head. The price of the games keep rising every year, and it limits family opportunities to go out to a ball game. You can't afford to take three or four people, your son, your daughter, their friends, you can't afford it anymore. It costs you five hundred dollars to go see a baseball game. Now you could go on a vacation for five hundred dollars in, in some local areas. You can have a heck of a lot more fun for five hundred dollars. Yeah. So they've got it they've got it
0: yes, it's the keeping the game. There is a lot of inactivity. But look what brought about the inactivity. You just you just said it before. The video replay, they stand around with their hands on their hips waiting for this replay. Yeah. If if it's the last out of an inning, they got half the team is in the dugout, half the team's out there still because they're waiting for the replay thing, and then they have to go back out again if they lose the replay. That's inactivity. That's where the problem is right there. It's not all these other things. It's not changing. What is changing the strike zone going to do?
1: And at home, you may be entertained with this as they're endlessly playing these replays for four or five minutes. But if you're at the stadium, and I know it's, you've probably experienced mm-hmm. this the last year, you're bored to tears. You yeah. don't even know what's yeah. happening. You're yeah. all of a sudden, you're looking around, and sometimes they don't even play the replay on the giant screens at the ballpark because they don't want to incite the crowd sometimes. But you're, you're in the dark most of the time, and you're, you know— it's it's like a station break right at the ballpark, and you're paying big money.
0: Well, us old guys don't mind it as much because we get to run to the bathroom then, you know. So, <laughs>
1: There's no activity. so. It, just, it breaks the rhythm of the game up so much. It
0: does. Then maybe they should do away with the, the, the replay completely and go by the, the umpires. I mean, or figure out a way to do it in real time so an umpire can say, "Uh, you got to overturn that.
1: Yeah, or somehow have an instant decision. Um, I'm sure, as you said, with the uh, advent of the cameras and things like that, sort of like a tennis uh, call, safer mm-hmm. out right on the right on the spot, right, especially right. At first base because that's where most of your um, minor disagreements are anymore at first base. And they should be able to do that.
0: They, they, you know, can't you put a sensor or something in first base to to distinguish it? I mean, um, you know, it's not going to cover everything, but or have a camera just specified on first base. There's got to be a way to do it. I I, I, believe that in this world with this technology and they got, and, and you know, for all this knock, that people don't go to ba- baseball games there. The attendance is up. They're, they're making money hand over fist. Why do you want to
1: tinker with that? Well, they want to try to get more and more oh. and they claim that a lot of the younger people are not taking to the game. And we've just cited many reasons why they're not, You've but got- you know what? I, I also see
0: that when uh, some of these, there's more baseball camps now than ever before. There is uh, 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 schools around more than ever before. If um, Cooperstown, New York has a uh, a bunch of fields up there that they have tournaments and they're booked all summer. Um, uh, Cal Ripley Jr. has a... Uh, Uh, facility in in, uh, Maryland um, and they're always booked. It's tough to get your team into. So I don't you know, I, I think what happens with baseball is I think the young people may play the game And then there's a lull in your 20s. But I think when you get older, you come back to it. And anyway, it's the people with the money that you want going to the games. And that's, you know, you're a young kid. You're 20 years old or something like that. Unless you're a fanatic in it, you're not going to go. But you're not making that kind of money yet. But maybe when you're 30, you're making, uh, you know, big money or 35 or 40. You know what I'm saying? So I, 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 But I would like to see them. They should get wise and and lower the prices so it's more affordable. Um, But, you know, minor leagues are booming all across the country now. They're doing well. Independent leagues are doing fairly well. There's a couple that don't do okay. But, you know, for the most part, we haven't had a team move in in a long time. I mean, there are a couple that are struggling, Tampa Bay and, and Oakland. But a lot of that's the stadium as well that they play in.
1: I still think it's, it's, it's an entertaining game. It is indeed entertainment and there's a lot of competition for entertainment dollars. And Mm -hmm. there's a limit, I think with how much people are willing or able to spend on a baseball game. Now call me crazy, but what would you rather do go to an amusement park for a weekend? Or do you want to go to a game for an hour and a half? I mean, with everything included at the amusement park. So you have a, a lot of different um, competitive uh, businesses out there. Look, Ringling Brother Circus just went out of business. Who would have guessed that? They've been on tour for 110 years or something, and, and they went out of business. So it can happen. I mean, baseball is not in danger of going out of business, but uh, – A lot of their money is made on television. The billions of dollars that these teams are receiving now, they never got before. They used to have to rely on ticket sales for the bulk of their uh, money to spend on salaries and things like that. But now I think it's coming from television, and the ticket prices haven't uh, gone down to the the extent where it's making it affordable again for families to go. And that's where you're going to get your fans from the younger people that are growing up, and like you said, ones are 20, 30, 40, they're going to stay with the game. Uh, it's not the people that have never been with the game, and you're all of a sudden going to throw a fishing line out and reel them in. Right. So, yeah. Maybe go listen to our show one day, Gary. <laughs> you really my ban us, though. We bring up some pretty valid points, <laughs> but... Um, from our last podcast as well. We had a nice comment on YouTube from Michael Lesko. He said, love this. Please keep doing this. So um, thank you, Michael. I think we'll keep, uh, keep on your suggestion there.
0: Yes, we will keep going and, uh, ranting and raving, uh,
1: <laughs> if we have to. <laughs> and I wanted to invite all our listeners to check us out on Facebook. We have a Facebook page. Just search for the baseball talk radio show. You can, Follow the page, see what we're up to from time to time. If we're out at a ballpark or, you know, doing something related to baseball, we're going to post it there. We post tonight's show. You can listen to it live from time to time whenever we do it. And uh, we also are on Twitter. So check us out there at MLB this week is our name there.
0: And uh Rich uh like to tell the people that they can hear this show as well as your show, Philly's Talk, and, and my show, Met's Musings, on the baseballtalkradio.com website. And uh you can listen to over thirty podcasts about baseball, the game. Uh a lot of them cover individual teams and uh but but everything's covered there. There's a fantasy um, sports, a uh, fantasy baseball site. There's a Japanese baseball site. The baseball PhD, was an interesting character, uh, he's there and he's on there. And uh, just uh, everything you want about baseball is at baseballtalkradio.com,
1: the home of great baseball talk shows. Yep, Mr. Casputis from the uh, baseball PhD, always uh, very entertaining. Uh, Mark Rantala as well, uh, co-host there at the show. And, uh, yeah, it's a really great network, a lot of great shows. We added a couple more. Um, So check it out, baseballtalkradio.com. You can also stream it on TuneIn. If you have the TuneIn app and you're driving around, you can stream it through your cell phone uh, via Bluetooth right on your car stereo on most newer cars. I take mine along with me and stream it from time to time. And check out the latest playing shows because it's a 24-hour, seven-day-a-week radio feed as well as the chance to listen to individual shows there at BaseballTalkRadio.com and BaseballPodcast.net. Hey, we can't forget some of our old friends, our longtime friends. That's Atlanta Baseball Talk, uh, Cardinal 70, It's a St. Louis Cardinal show. Um, How about a couple more?
0: Ivy Envy, let's not forget them, and uh, uh, Brewtown Sports, talking about the Milwaukee Brewers with the world-famous Mr. Brewtown. And
1: uh, what else we got there, Rich? Always worth a listen, Mr. Brewtown. (laughs) Uh, He's been in radio for years, so if you enjoy uh, great radio talk, uh, he'll keep you entertained for sure. That's for sure. He's uh, been on both
0: of our shows, I think, and uh, uh, just a great guy. And, Rich, we got the Bird's Eye View there, the uh, Baltimore Oreos, and, and a new one,
1: uh, the Washington Nationals. Yes, indeed. So there's a great bunch of shows there, just like the one you're listening to now. Check them all out. It's baseballtalkradio.com. Well, Gary, as you said, tomorrow the Mets are going to be playing those pesky Nationals. You're finally going to. Be able to see them in the New York area on the local network. That should be a great game. Should be interesting. Uh,
0: We get some kids pitching, so that'll be fun to see. And, Rich, I just wanted to mention that uh, I don't know if you saw this, but... um Second year of the Baseball Hall of Fame Tour is going to start on March 11th. They're going to come back. It's a traveling collection of Hall of Fame artifacts and interactive games and displays and unique virtual reality experiences in the first and only mobile IMAX movie. It was a big hit last year for fans and uh, for casual fans and baseball diehards. And it's. it's gonna be back again. It starts March eleventh, as I said, at uh, Talking Stick Salt River Fields at Talking Sticks in Arizona, the spring training home of the D backs and the Colorado Rockies. And and if you'd like to see where that's gonna be, in case you're gonna be around somewhere, visit the Hall of Fame Tour dot com for additional information. And uh Rich, I may be paying a little visit up to the Hall of Fame at the end of April of this year. So um I may actually be do do a show from there or around there.
1: Very cool. That sounds like a, a bunch of fun and as you said they're going to be camped out there for uh 15 days or so down there in Scottsdale, Arizona. So if you're checking out the uh, spring training there, check it out. Baseball Hall of Fame tour and I agree, Gary. The Baseball Hall of Fame is a must-do. If you're a baseball fan, it's uh, it's so great. You actually need two days to really do it justice uh, because the first day is sort of like a blur to me. There's so much to <laughs> take in. It's sort of like shoes here, gloves here, uniforms here. After you get out, your head's spinning so much, you, you don't know what you saw. Right
0: right and uh it's i haven't been there since i was a kid so it's completely changed and built up now uh i've i've seen it on the virtual online uh um at the halloffame.com uh, but uh not the same thing and you know whether or not it is the home of baseball it's just uh they did it right and uh you know it's become the um it's become the the home if it's not the actual discovery place of baseball it's still it's become the centerpiece of the baseball world and and you really have to go there to see it
1: yeah it's such a quaint town a very small town type of area that it's located um you know it, it almost goes back in time 30 40 50 years when you're walking down the streets and there at uh, the baseball hall of fame in cooperstown new york Uh, a lot of the area looks as it did 40 or 50 years ago and it gives you a little perspective on you know baseball time and you know how some things change and some things don't so we recommend it and gary glad to hear you had such a great time on your um, speech you had the other evening and i I'm looking forward to hearing more of it. If you're going to put it on your Mets Musing show for a few minutes, possibly, I'd love to hear some of it.
0: Well, unfortunately, I have to say that I was so nervous, I forgot to hit the record button. And uh, Ah, (laughs) that was one of the other things that I goofed up.
1: Oh, well, then that was a, a, a one-shot deal. And if you were there, you were lucky enough to hear it. But uh, and, and there's no proof of how I did. Well, anyway, I'm glad you got that under your belt. You'll be ready for the next one in no time. And we'll be ready for our next podcast here, talking more baseball. We'll have a lot more news to talk, especially as some of the stars get on the field. Uh, there was some banter going back and forth between uh, Mike Trout and the governor of New Jersey. I don't even want to bring that up because politics <laughs> and me are not getting along lately. I, I've closed a book on politics uh, in my life, Gary, so I'm not even going to talk about it. Well, you know, speaking about the, uh, the uh, governor
0: of New Jersey, he has been rumored to be the replacement host for Mike Francesa on uh, WFAN radio um come january so uh his office, his t- term ends on in in december i think this for 31st and uh that's a couple of weeks after mike frances is going to retire from wfan or leave wfan uh so uh you know and the governor has been showing up at the, the morning show a couple of times sitting in for boomer siason for those that uh, live in the New York area or they get it in the tri-state area here. So, uh, who knows, maybe, uh, it's going to be Chris Christie in the afternoon on WFAN sports radio.
1: You never know. I know he's got a lot of experience in radio. He has been a very, uh, talkative governor on radio. We have a, a radio station here in New Jersey that sort of reaches the whole state. Uh, simulcast through different stations and he's been on that for years uh, talking politics and things like that getting closer to the people but uh, it'll be interesting to see if he makes it into that transition the new phase of his life so uh, we'll keep an eye on that for you out there talking baseball and Gary you can't wait till next week's show already. you got it rich play ball